Welcome to Turn to Your Neighbor. This is the Christian Talk Show where we talk about the church, music, movies, social media, and a whole lot more. My name is Cliff and this is Dr. T. What's up? Hey, neighbors. Look, it's the countdown to spring break. We in here. We hanging on for a few more days. Hold That's on to God's unchanging hand. <laughs> Just hold on. Hold oh. on. And it's about to be spring forward. That too. Yes. Longer In a days. matter of days. More sunshine. I'm always down for more sunshine. Here I don't know why we don't just need it. sunshine like that all year round, but you know, that's... Like other parts of the world, you know, don't do this yeah. tomfoolery with the time that we do. Other parts of our country don't do this tomfoolery. <laughs> Indianapolis. Really? Indi- I lived in Indianapolis for, for a couple of years. It's the same all year round. I didn't know you could do that. Indianapolis. In the United States. I believe there may be Arizona... Somewhere else in the middle, oh, wow. somewhere else doesn't switch either. Indianapolis and somewhere else in out west doesn't doesn't wow. change. I believe it's Arizona, it could be somewhere else. Yeah. See the privilege. Time yeah. just made up, just completely made up. Just be doing <laughs> what we want out here. What's up to all the neighbors out there? Big Dre will not be joining us tonight in his absence. So we pray for him as he prepares to do whatever <laughs> he is he's doing. <laughs> Like he, yeah, like Max said, Arizona. I thought so. I thought it was Arizona. Arizona does not switch. But we pray for Big Dre in his absence, wherever he is, whatever he's doing. May the yes. Lord bless him and, and may heaven smile upon him, whatever he's doing. Yes, amen. So you got the two of us today and we would bring you the best show we possibly can. Neighbors, do me a favor right now and please share. Share, hit the share button right here. At the Right where well, you see share, but at the bottom of your screen somewhere, hit share, YouTube, Facebook. Make sure y'all share. Yes. Let people know we out here. You know what I was thinking, though, Cliff? Since I knew this is going to be the two of us today, I was like, okay, so I know when I'm not here, y'all say it's another toxic TTYN. Okay. So because I am here, but Dre isn't here, Mm -hmm. we have to come up with a name to call those. It's not so toxic. It's not toxic. (laughs) It's coherent. How about that? (laughs) Can we call it that? This is what a real show. <laughs> what are <laughs> random, random rambling? Not random early rants and disruptions. Yes, and we won't be uh, talking about the importance of hygiene, which he always has. Not going to come up yeah. at all. Yeah, other people's hygiene won't be a topic in <laughs> the show. The uh, Max said, "Been on your best behavior Tuesday." Rantless. <laughs> the neighbors are chiming in with a. Uh, well, it's hers. So let's get to it. Yes. Okay. So um, as as unless you've been under a rock, you know the big issue around our world is the whole conflict between Russia and Ukraine. And Word. you know, we're praying for everyone in Ukraine. It's unfortunate, it's horrible. Um, there's really no no words I can use to really um justify or explain how heinous this whole thing is. But you know, every family has that one family member that always got something to say. Well, and I have an uncle, mm, my play uncle. Mm, I call him Uncle Pat. Mm, uncle Pat. Uncle Pat is that uncle who either he's drunk or he just feel he's just old and just got to say whatever he wants to say. A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Pat Robertson, who uh, many people know from the Seven Hundred Club, let me just say this man is a is a Christian media pioneer and you know a businessman and. Props mm-hmm. to him for all that, because this this show, this show probably wouldn't exist with not for shows like the Seven Hundred Club and content like that. But uh, Uncle Pat had the nerve to say something about the Ukraine conflict, and of course, Uncle Pat came off with some incoherent garbage mm. that I will now share for you and the neighbors, and uh, you can check out for yourself. I think you can say, well, Putin's out of his mind. Yes, maybe so. But at the same time, he's being compelled by God. He went into the Ukraine, but that wasn't his goal. His goal was to move against Israel ultimately. And God is getting ready to do something amazing. And that will be fulfilled. And what Putin is doing by moving as he is to set up uh, Ukraine as as a... uh, staging ground for one of the armies and then across is 
is Erdogan at Turkey, and, and you've got between them that little Dardanelles area, and it's going to happen. So I just say that is what's coming up. Is Putin crazy? Is he mad? Well, perhaps. But God says, I'm going to put hooks in your jaws, and I'm going to draw you into this battle, whether you like it or not. And he's being compelled after the move into the Ukraine, he's being compelled to move again to get a land bridge and then across the Dardanelles with Turkey and watch what's going to happen next. You read your Bible because it's coming to pass. So let me just say that Uncle Pat had officially retired from the 700 Club and from media, but he came, he saw fit to come out of retirement Lord to drop mercy. this incoherent garbage. Uh, basically, long story short, he's basically alluding to the fact that um, Putin, the leader of Russia, is being in some way led or guided by God. Do you have any thoughts about that, my sister? You know what, neighbors? We need to touch and agree right now for the neck that Pat Robertson used to have. Well, that I mean, apparently isn't there anymore. What had God didn't have to do that man like that? Turtleneck. What happened to his neck? He got a turtleneck. He got a turtleneck. Oh no. This is I, I'm completely distracted by um this dude's appearance. I can't get past it. Yeah, they should have stopped him. You have the right to remain silent, Mr. Robertson. Um, and to keep this, you know, at the kitchen table or, you know how old people like the person dropping off the mail and then, you know, they talking to them about this or like sometimes on my block, I'll just be walking down the street real quick trying to get my 10,000 steps in and, you know, got an old guy across the street who, you know, I, I, if he catches me, then I, I, I might get, you know, a rant like this. Mm -hmm. Come on, dude. Come on. So the neighbor's already going in. Uh, Max said it's 700 his age. Mm. Well, and uh, Fitz says, uh, when do his producers say enough is enough to call him out? The problem is they can't call him out because he owns all of this. Right. He, he is the, I forgot his picture title, but basically he he, he started, he created um, the network and the show yep. and all that. He owns all of that stuff. Um so or, or if he doesn't own it, he's the majority shareholder, to say the least. So, yes, um, can't nobody call him out. But I couldn't even find this clip on their website. I, I, I guess they figured <laughs> like they wasn't. <laughs> they were like, we, we have to let the cameras run. But uh, from something else. Christian leaders need he's to understand. He's 91. Yeah. Christian oh, leaders my to, goodness. Yeah, Christian leaders need to understand that it's okay just to say nothing. And when people ask you a question, you say, you know, I don't know what God is doing in this situation. We just going to pray. And that could be it. That could be your response. You don't have to come out with some coherent garbage like we just heard. That dude was garbage. old 20 years ago. Now it's just like, you know, every day he sees Every day is something. It's, it's, it's like he living on you know, borrowed time now. You know, yeah. he just needs to chill out. This is too much for him. Mm -mm. I'm concerned. Very much concerned. We are going to continue to keep Uncle Pat in our prayers. That the Lord will just touch him with some uh, level of sense. And restore his neck muscles <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And restore his neck muscles. We could do that too. This is disturbing. Yeah. All right, next thing I want to get to. There was a woman. Her name is um, her name is Brooke Herndon. She had her church membership revoked, and the church wrote her a letter and returned her tithes to her. So I'll read I'll read part of the letter for you and the neighbors. It says, Dear Brooke, this letter is to inform you that it was unanimously decided in our February 9th business conference that your membership in our local church should be terminated. Since you refused to accept the letter that we sent you in November to outline the reasons for this action, I will briefly view them here. Number one, you initiated the separation of your marriage to Josh without good cause stating that you wanted to begin a relationship with another man. It seems you have no desire to keep your family together. And this has caused a great deal of hurt to you, your husband, your children, and many others. 
This is being unfaithful to the marriage vow that you took before God. All right. Number two, you have continued to post many unchristian and even indecent pictures and messages on various social media sites over the past many months. You have been, uh, you have also been very negative and critical of many of our church family, I believe, to try to take attention off your real needs, which you deny. Number three, you have refused counsel or advice from your husband, your pastor, and many of your close church family who really care for you and have tried to help you. Brooke, contrary to contrary to what you tried to convince us, you are really not in a very good place right now. Brooke, taking this action was not an easy thing for the church to do. There have been many prayers said for you and your family over the past year. Let me see if I can get the rest of this. Uh, it's going to come up. Hold on. Okay. Uh, over the past year plus, there was a great deal of sadness in our meeting over having to do this. You and your family have been very important part of our church for many years, and I know that we still love you each very much. We are hoping that God will show you his will in all of this and that you will also desire to do his will. Please let us know what happens and there was a ps ps uh, note we felt it best to return the tithe check you recently gave to jeanette wow so, you know i want to laugh but this is sad because this is probably a small town if they return in the tithe check now i ain't never heard of no church doing that yeah it must be they must really feel it's bad about this thing they must really they've taken josh's side oh that's i too. didn't realize that churches still did this though got all up in people's business like that so this must be like a tiny church a tiny town and i feel sorry for brooke because i feel like this is her social circle that she's being excommunicated from and she's clearly still trying to engage. But is this biblical to like put people out of church for something like this? No, this is horrible. Yeah, is, I didn't think it horrible. was. Yeah. So it's not a country club. You, you, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, people treat church like a country club. You just can't kick people out because they don't behave like you. I mean, she's not hurting anybody in the church. She's not like walking up to the pastor trying to throw hands at him. Right. And so this is the uh, uh, sister Brooke posted this on Facebook, and this is the um, the caption or the the post that she did. Uh, she says, "When you get a whole letter from your home church saying they putting you out, forget y'all, and y'all can kiss my a." Lucky me. <laughs> well, sister Brooke, you just kind of reinforcing what they said about the uh, inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate. Comments, but but you know we're gonna take it that you upset. Right. Lucky me, I get to face his judgment, and I get. And I get judged on earth. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Island Town Church of God of Prophecy. That money wasn't for y'all. That was for the Great Commission to spread the gospel. I wasn't writing y'all a check. That was my tithe to Jesus. Ha ha ha. LOL. I guess y'all missed that too. Mm -hmm. I'm a blast y'all every chance I get. Judgmental much? I think so. How you going to tell me? I left my husband. How you going to tell me about God's will, which ain't y'all's prayers working? Okay. I think you missed it. I'm just reading what was hot. I think y'all missed the whole D point, especially when I came to you before I even left my husband looking for help. So she came to them. She had issues. She, Sister Brooke was trying to get some help, and the church wouldn't help. How I'm actually not even in a good place. I'm actually in a very good place. What are y'all talking about? Hey, and she, she uh, tagged some dude, George McLaughlin. Do I need to blast some real alive church people on social media? Let's see who has the worst sin. I just, be, I guess, got receipts. I just, I just be sitting back watching and listening. I can hurt some of y'all's feelings bad. Who made y'all my judge? Judge, judge not, lest ye be judged. Am I wrong? So, Sister Brooke, be quoting scripture too. Ooh, this I is some real housewives of Potomac this, this level realness. Crazy. Okay, I have secrets stored, and I just don't know where to start. Let him who is without sin cast a stone. I got sins upon sins upon sins. Y'all gonna write out every <laughs> a very specific detailed letter knowing I'm gonna post it. Okay, Sister Brooke, she has some fiery words uh, for the Island and Church of God of Prophecy. 
That's sad though, because she clearly really cares. She is very much bothered by this. Oh yeah. And it's really none of anybody's business. I think unless, like you said, unless somebody is getting hurt in terms of marriage, that don't have nothing to do with anybody at the church. Like, I don't think that that should be, I think that church leadership should offer general guidance, you know, in pulpit, marriage counseling, whatever. But it's up to individual people how they're going to arrange their personal affairs, as in their personal lives. Like, I think you should stay. That can get real messy and dicey. Yeah, the church is supposed to be where we love people and we we help the broken and we comfort the 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 people that mourn and are crying yeah. and all the other kind of stuff, not just find a reason to to break fellowship with them. And this yeah. is and their reasons are so trivial. So what? She's even if she kept posting kept posting stuff, you don't just cut her off. If she was on social media naked every other week, mm-hmm. like you still you don't like just cut her off because clearly if she has issues like that, she needs Jesus and she needs help. She needs restoration. If she if she in fact had these problems that they say she had, she mm. clearly needed fellowship with a body of believers. To this is about Josh. Let's in. be honest. Yeah, they they've I taken Josh's side. side. Yeah. He's probably a deacon or something like that, and they've taken his side. This is still a very this is becoming a more and more important topic. Um, I think the religious communities and contemporary marriage, because I keep hearing, you know, just in the highways and byways of the internet, I keep hearing more and more people challenging what I might call egalitarian marriages or, Mm -hmm. you know, what they call modern marriages and anything modern to a lot of people is anti-biblical. And there's a lot of dangerous stuff, I think, being put out there um, and a lot of it compelling people to stay no matter what. So it's, it, when I say people, I mean women yeah. to just put up with whatever. And perhaps she's in a situation like this. We don't know. But it's none of their I don't think it's really any of their business. Like she she has a, she has free will. Even God agrees with that part. Yeah. Fitz said, Brooke is someone you keep close. She knows too much and we don't need our business out in the streets like that. That is so true. Because Brooke is going to start exposing y'all and people are going to be upset. They're going to hope that by um, that her behavior has discredited her. But everybody's going to know she's telling the truth. Yeah. All right. So I want to... Uh, this church, well, this pastor did an interesting thing. So everyone, well, most people know that tithing is a biblical principle. Um, most people believe tithe means a tenth. Uh, you give a tenth to back to the house of God, and so you could be blessed and, you know, so forth and so on. Um, so there's this pastor, his name, um, uh, I forgot the man's name. Okay, anyway, this pastor, you're going to see him. He... Uh, yeah, I, I knew it. And then Robert Morris, there he goes. Pastor Morris, okay. he's preaching at another church, but he's going to talk about something he said to his church and that he's going to initiate this same challenge to the church he's preaching at. And the challenge is that he will, uh, if they would tithe for a year, he will give, and then they're not, have, they're not satisfied. After tithing for a year, if you're not satisfied, he will give you your money back, guaranteed. So, yeah, I know I got questions too. Uh, I want y'all to check out this. This is Robert Morris. I I don't want to exaggerate, but I'm sure thousands and thousands of people, and I'm sure it's multiplied that, have told me some way over the years through email, letters, whatever, this changed my life. When I started giving the first 10% to God, he changed everything. And, And here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to just challenge you. I've done this with our church. I've told our church on multiple occasions, I've said to them, if you'll try it for one year, if you are not fully satisfied at the end of that year, I'll give you your money back. With 22 years of church, no one's ever asked for the money. If you're not fully, you know what? I'm so confident, I'll say it here. 
you tithe for one year, if you're not fully satisfied, Dave will give you your. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm never invited back to Willow. Uh, all right. Right. Okay. Never invited I'll back. I'll just go ahead and say yes. Uh, just like the Lord says, test me in this. I think I'll go ahead and be bold and say, if you do this for the year and you are not fully satisfied, we'll give the money back. I like that challenge. That's good. No, he doesn't. <laughs> there was a little so, stress. In his well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's a great premise. And, and I'm a big believer in tithing. How do you judge someone's satisfaction? Like, how do you judge your, your own satisfaction? Yeah. Like, when are you satisfied? If you got double Agreed. the money you tithe? At, at, like, where, where, I don't understand. I have so many questions. Yeah, what makes you satisfied? Go for it. Yeah, I agree with that. That was my first question. What does it mean to be satisfied? Satisfied with what? Satisfied with the preaching? Satisfied with what you, how you see the church using the resources? Satisfied with, you know, yeah, your return on investment? <laughs> if that's what it's being looked at as. I also have a question of this because I know that different, places and different denominations teach this different. So did you all grow up, Cliff and the neighbors, where you tithe off of your gross or you tithe off of your net? Gross. You tithe off of your gross. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I wonder if there's any conditions or clauses, like, do you have to tithe off of your gross for a complete year in order to get uh the the money back guarantee like and, and, yeah and, and how do you know i'm tithing 10 percent? am i showing you my uh tax statements too i mean am i showing you my my yeah. w2s and do my tax return and do i i always wonder do pastors like know who's tithing and who's not like yes. are there some easy clips i guess no they i mean they it depends on how it's the size of your church but they they know you ask any pastor they know i wish pastor Hanthor was here they they know who the givers are mm. Do they know who the givers are? Like they know like, oh, okay, we usually have this much coming in from these people or no. so is it broadly or do they know like, you think they know dollar amounts? I, I don't know about dollar amounts, but they know people. So they, if you ask any, mm. now like mega churches, I, I don't know. Right. But That's like, like decent sized churches or like small to medium sized churches, I, I can tell you right now, if you ask the pastor, who are your biggest givers? He or she can name names. Wow. I think that's so interesting. Because that's a thing, because we don't know, right? As, as. Yeah, we don't know. Parishioners, I mean, we don't necessarily know. How, we don't see the books. Right. And I, I remember there was a, um, except for the people who count the money. Right. So I, I remember there was a, uh, this was many years ago, um, a, a church I had attended and the pastor said that there was a member who was like an older guy. He was going on vacation. He was like, pastor, pastor, you know, I want to give you my tie. And the pastor knew that the guy was a millionaire. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, and, and the, he was like, he was like, no, pastor, I have to give my tithe to you because I'm going on vacation. And it was a $10 check. So <laughs> I think that like, I'm giving the 10. Um, and who, I don't know if this was like sort of exaggerated for the sake of the story. I don't remember what the term was about, but I think that the point of that was that people who you think might be giving, mm -hmm a lot might not necessarily be the ones giving a lot. So I, I do know that there's a statistic that says like something like 30% of church members tithe of, of most churches. It, it's a, That's it's high. a pretty, it's less, it's way less than 50%. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It, it's, and it might be less than 30, but like a, yeah. a small percentage, maybe so maybe a fourth. I feel like, yeah, maybe 30% are giving something. I, hope, I don't well, know. Like, hopefully more people are giving something. 
even if it is a dollar every one every week. But like as far as like tithing, um, like a tenth of your income yeah. or more, it's and that number is pretty low, and it's like saddening low when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it takes us back to that whole conversation about I think the sustainability of the of a church revenue model, a church needs revenue as an organization that has expenses, it needs to bring in revenue in order to be able to cover those expenses. And I think that you have you know, I could probably count on one hand the number of excluding people that go to my church. I don't, I don't really know, but in terms of my friends, like my friends from, you know, college, et cetera, I can probably count on one hand, the number who are tithing. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's a dying or a fading practice. I can tell y'all this, that when, when I, when I tithe, I, I do it. First of all, like you said, the, um, Every time I, I tithe, because we we um my church uh, you can text to give, yeah. so every time I text to give, I, I think God, are you sure it's the gross and not the net? Like, every time <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Every time I I, do, I me and God play this game. Every are you sure? And um and I I I said I say to myself because there's sometimes I'm not gonna lie there's sometimes I don't want to give up the money like I I could. I could use this money for something else. Y'all been there. Like stock market low. It's stuff yeah. on discount, Jesus. <laughs> so uh I say to my I say to myself, either God is real or he ain't. Like, mm. so either because you know the scripture says you can test me in this. So either you're real or you're not, and then I'm just gonna get his money and we're gonna find out how real you are right now. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, hasn't let me down yet. Yeah. So I keep I keep handing over my, my coins. Yeah. It's it's definitely a faith thing. I'll say I was, I mean, I was raised um, to tithe, but I, you know, I, I have in my life, it's, it's, I've gone up and down. Sometimes I've been like, oh yeah, not even thinking about it. And sometimes it's been a lot more of a struggle. And I think that's connected to any number of things. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I think overall, when you're talking about contemporary churches and what they're going to have to do to survive, regardless of what that revenue model looks like, I think that transparency um, is going to have to be a part of, and some churches are very good at this, but I think that's going to have to be a part of it and not transparency in the form of, we'll just give you your money back because yeah that that's will get messy real messy real quick but um transparency in terms of you know this is the i went to a church once uh in new york and they had we were members and they had like a pie chart of this is our budget and they didn't Mm -hmm. tell you exact well, yeah, they did. They told you numbers, but then also percentages of this is where the church's annual budget went to. And so you didn't know exactly what the pastor made, but you knew like how much they were spending on employees, etc. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's going to have to be at minimum a part of how churches are moving forward, as opposed to this very vague, um, you know, you you sort of know or you don't. And I guess you know when you show up like and the lights work and you know the bathroom is clean and all that costs money. But you know, you kind of want a little bit more yeah. reassurance than that. Yeah. So uh Max said this money back guarantee would never happen yeah. uh at Second Baptist Church of God in Christ. So basically he's saying at a black church. Yes, you would get a letter. But I mean think about everything that church that church that your church uh, everything that a, a, a God-led church could and should do and think about what they could do if the majority of people who were able to were tithing. Like how many how many people they could help, how many, you know, people they could feed, they could clothe, how much outreach they could do, yeah. you know, how, how much they could serve, they could get more people on staff to actually serve the members. You could have a, a banging children's ministry with bouncy houses and all the other kind of stuff, you know, the, the, 
the, the, the bells and whistles that you see other churches. Yes. We all aspire to be one of those churches that has bouncy house and Jack coffee Jack. in the morning. Yes. <laughs> and free beverages for the members. That is bouncy the, house. Yes. The floss of beverages. it all. Get you a nice cup of coffee. Word. The floss of it all. Yeah. And then some type of like summer cookout type of situation mm-hmm. that's bountiful and you don't have to bring anything. It's just, you know, paid you for. Just you show just show up. up. <laughs> Not everybody, everybody have to bring a dish. It's, it's catered. Jesus has paid yep. it. The people who serve in the music ministry get paid. Like, exactly. I mean, it's, it's churches out that. there balling like that. And so Yes, they, yes there are. Yeah. And, you know, if more of us gave, then other ministries can have that, too. Yes. We will All see. Facts. <laughs> All facts. All right. So uh, I came across this interesting story about apparently hundreds of Catholic baptisms um, might be invalidated in Michigan because of, and the article uses the word incorrect formula. So apparently... Um, so a bunch of Catholics were bab- were baptized and uh, they were invalidated. And these are babies. Yes. Because they baptize um, babies, they, right? Uh, they, yes. I'm yeah. assuming it's babies, as it say, but I'm assuming it's babies. Um, because the priest said the wrong word during baptisms. So <laughs> hundreds of Catholics that are baptized in St. Anastasia Roman Catholic Church in Michigan found oh, out no. that the baptisms were invalid. Um, so apparently, and um, so this, this reverend, Reverend Andres Aragno, um, and this this 20-year veteran, so this, this is not like a new brother. This brother been in the game for a while. Um, so he he had been, he conducted <laughs> baptisms. He conducted baptisms using the phrase, we baptize, instead of the phrase approved by the Vatican, I baptize. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> so it may not seem like a big deal, a big deal to us. Because, uh, you know, in black churches, there's a lot of different ways that people baptize. Oh, yeah. Um, you remix yeah. that, Jean. Yeah. Because some people baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some people right. baptize in Jesus Christ. Right. You some know, people I, get dunked. Some people get sprinkled. Sprinkled. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, it's all just semantics. It's not a big deal. Um, I mean, I was baptized in a way that I don't subscribe. If I, if I were doing baptism, I wouldn't do it this way. But mm. that's another story. Um yeah, so uh, you know, of course, and it, as a result, this this uh, reverend he stepped down because he felt so bad about what he had of done. Of course, he did. He, he stepped down, but um, you know, you know, he apologized. He tried to apologize to people, um, and he expected people to be upset. But the reaction was um, they felt <laughs> bad for him. So the families oh. that they felt bad for him, and um, and. Uh, so the people love the people love the brother, although he has stepped down because he has incorrect baptism because he used the word we instead of the instead word of I, I. That's not approved by the Pope, the freaking the Pope. Right. Yeah, that's sad. But I'm pretty sure some of those kids are like, yeah, I don't care. They're especially the ones who are now adults, young adults. They might not care at all. Who knows? That's the that's the interesting thing about being Catholic. You get baptized before you can actually make a choice. Um, and the thing is, it's it's so small. Obviously, nobody caught it. So for two decades, he was baptizing people on a regular basis, and nobody caught that he was doing it the wrong way. How did they find? How did they figure this out? I don't know. I guess they saw him do it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. How, it doesn't say how they found out. This is interesting, and it's real petty. I guess it like, was like who it was told reported. on this dude? Somebody, somebody told on him. Somebody, somebody told wrote him. a letter. Yeah. yeah, I don't like people like that. Somebody told on the dude. That's jacked up. From from the um, from the church's perspective, the issue with using we is that it's not the community that baptizes a person. Rather, it is Christ and Him alone who presides at all sacraments so it is christ jesus who baptizes so they see the they see the preacher as like a conduit to christ right so he's saying i you know representing christ and not we 
which would be a community. Cement. But the we is supposed to be the Trinity, I think. That's probably why he said we. I don't know. I don't know. Like like I tell you, so what um, Chris said, uh, pray tell. um, Yeah, your story. about Yeah, so basically, uh, apparently I was baptized when I was a kid, a baby, I didn't know. Um, so I got, so I got baptized. My wife and I got baptized in our adult life, same, same day. Um, and we were baptized in Jesus Christ. But like, if I, from what I understand, uh, the way I interpret scripture and my own personal beliefs about baptism, you would baptize, I would, and if I was doing a baptism, I would baptize someone in the name of the father, the son and the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Not a big issue. I wasn't like about to throw tables over it. Like, the pastor said we baptize I baptize in Jesus Christ. Is that an issue? I'm right. like, no, it's okay. Not a big deal. Okay. Is your family gonna be okay? I'm not even gonna tell them. It's no big deal. Okay. <laughs> my my was my parents there? I think my mom was there. Didn't didn't say anything. Didn't. So what made you decide to get baptized as an adult? Because neither one of us knew we neither one of us knew we had ever done it. Okay. Like we knew we hadn't been baptized, like that we could recall. Right. And, so you um, felt like you Yeah, and needed. I didn't know until after the fact my mother told me, Yeah, you were baptizing your baby. Like, what? I didn't don't remember. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and I think when you're an adult, you're making your own your own public confession. Right. So I mean it was just just something something we decided. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do that. You know. Um, I mean, I've seen people get baptized just multiple times and they don't yeah. like it's like, you know what? Just going down again. Vegas, just like yeah. <laughs> spring break. Just, just got, let me get, yeah. No, I, um, that's what's up. I have, that's something that occasionally I've thought about. I do recollect. So in my tradition that I was raised in, you got dedicated as a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. you know, covers you until call you it can a make your own decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, you get, then you make your own decision, you know, whenever you're able, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was still ended up being pretty young when I got baptized, which was, I think eight years old. And so I was aware, but not full, you know, not as aware of I would have been at 18. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something that, you know, if I were to go back, I would probably be like, girl, just wait. Um, until you really, until you have a deeper understanding, I don't think I had as much understanding as I, um, should have had, but you know what, that came with it. So, but I think I was doing it also because like, you know, my friends had walked out. I was like, y'all were serious. Y'all going down there. (laughs) So we all got baptized on Sunday. After all these failed videos we we've we've showed on this show, if I would get baptized today, I would be I wouldn't be focused on Jesus. I'd be focused on not becoming another failed video. I'm like, okay, don't slip, don't mess up, don't flip you. And I'm I'm definitely not scared Have of what the appropriate attire. Yes, yes, don't. don't do if you examine the pool beforehand, be like, yeah, no, that 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 isn't gonna work for me. I'm gonna need exactly. <laughs> I need to have on like four pairs of shorts on underneath right. these, these sweatshirts because are they see through? Are they? <laughs> How many people? Who exactly is doing the dunking? Yeah, exactly. What type you of like a dress rehearsal? <laughs> are we just gonna go down nice and easy and back up? Or right. Are you gonna try to punch What's and hold plan? me down? Exactly. What is the plan? How are we doing this here? It would be it would be too yeah. much. I wouldn't be focused on God. I'd be focused on this other stuff. There was sort of it wasn't a dress rehearsal, but there was a walkthrough <laughs> um, when I was a kid. And I think also because they because a lot of people don't know if they've never seen one, mm-hmm. so they want you to be very much aware. Yeah. They want to make sure you still want to do it, and they you know want to get you comfortable with. I don't know how these people do it when they you know some churches do it that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, altar call, and 20 minutes later, people are getting dunked. Like, yeah. that is some, that's some G stuff right there. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I would be like, um, well, can I sleep on it? Like, yeah. I got to just robe right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who want to get baptized today? Just random. Right. <laughs> we got clothes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So there's no elegant way to transition. So I want to show you go from something serious like baptism. So we're going to go to something crazy. Um, you know, every 
every every so often you see somebody in church doing some kind of crazy dance, weird dancing, especially in a black church. You know, may they may dance strange. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of us have never seen this. I didn't lift your hand. Let me see. I've been praying for a long, and I ain't gonna give up. Cause he promised me. If you got it, let me see your hand. Help me do it. I've been praying for a lot. <laughs> and I ain't oh, gonna man. give up. Cause he promised <laughs> that he <laughs> been lift your hand. So to our audio listeners, um oh my gosh. The worship team is on the stage, and someone <laughs> is in the front of the stage. In a Spider-Man costume, and I mean like a quality full Spider-Man costume, not, not one of those plastic of things. The whole, the whole thing. Wow. Like I mean, like he just walked off the set. He walked <laughs> off the movie set. He said, "Let me go to church real quick. We just got finished shooting No Way Home. Let me come and give him some glory for for this check Disney about to write me." Like. <laughs> so uh, I, I I don't even know how the brother makes it up there i mean is you know how at first the first time i saw it i was like you know how churches have those special special sundays like you sunday or yeah you know, is this avenger sunday or something or this you know comic yeah. book sunday but nobody else has on nothing related to comic no no t-shirts or nothing it's just brother in his spider-man costume this was the demo so he's one of those he might be the youth minister you know how you have those real excited i'll yeah. do almost anything youth ministers uh -huh. my dad was one of those before he was a, okay. a senior pastor uh now he he doesn't have quite this level of footwork but i could i feel like this guy he was like he either already did the youth demo or he's about to do it but he was like you know what let me just get up here right now yeah i know because okay. nobody's put off by it. No. That's the thing. Everybody's yeah. just like having church they, and they praising. And... So it must be a normal occurrence. So either yeah, Brother Spidey must must come often to, <laughs> to give him what he's due. Okay. Yo, I love it. Yeah. I mean, this is the, but this is some serious. I'm sorry. The audio listeners have to watch this. Because this is the level of, first of all, he has to be sweating so much. That's some serious cardio this dude is getting in. Yeah. I have not seen that level of agility in the praise of it all. Wow. He can dance. He, yes, brother's getting it. <laughs> I want y'all to, to check out this, this T-shirt. This is uh, the T-shirt says, "If you ain't a member of the New Rising Missionary Baptist Church, you ain't s expletive." <laughs> and this is a real shirt. Like this is this is not like this bottom part down here. This somebody wrote this, but this is this is really on a shirt. Somebody wow. thought it'd be cool. Let me <laughs> like so. Uh, you know, you can't you can't go out here messing with new missionary Baptist, new rising missionary Baptist. That don't make no yeah. sense. That don't make no sense. That's like the uh, this the church where the uh, pastor put up the middle finger. Yeah. During the sermon, it might be the same. <laughs> this probably his members. <laughs> this would be that t-shirt. <laughs> These would be the church t-shirts for that ministry. Wow. Or kiss my black pass. Yeah. Either one. That's crazy. Yeah. Check out do it. it looks like he's sitting in a service. Oh, probably. I mean, <laughs> hey, let it be known. I'm sure they got like like hand signs and everything, you know, like a little call Whoa. they do. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to check out this this little boy. Uh, you know, when your parents put you in clothes you don't like to wear. Uh, check out this this young young man's reaction to how his parents are dressing him. This little this little boy gotta be like three years old, baby. He is uh 
dressed in uh, a shirt and tie, a vest and some pants. And little brother said, I don't like this. I look like a pastor. So cute. Um, definitely can hear my child. I've, I've lost the, the church clothes battle. It's so sweet. People have tried to, um, somebody really, uh, nice bought us, bought Cairo some church clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's not going to work. I don't do these battles anymore. If I can get him into the car on Sunday morning to get to church, then, then we're doing, uh, then we're doing great. He does not, sometimes he's into church most of the time, especially now that there's not, there hasn't been any children's church. He not feeling it. So yeah, I, I didn't gave up the, uh, giving up the church clothes fight, but this mom, she doing her thing. Yeah, she trying. We don't go to a church closed church. We go okay. to a, like where whatever wherever you want kind of church. Yeah. Um. But but this past weekend we had to go to an event at a um a funeral at a you know regular church, mm -hmm. um traditional mm -hmm. type black church. Mm -hmm. And so my seven year old, you know, we had him in a a, a shirt and a tie. Mm -hmm. When we got home, he ripped off his clothes so fast. <laughs> I don't think I had my we we got the I don't think I had my coat off yet by the time he was out of his shirt, out of his shoes. <laughs> he was not having it. Yo, that generation, they just not with it. They're like, yeah, it's come as you are. But what I love about this little boy, he was like, I don't look like myself. I don't look like myself. <laughs> he, knows like he knows who he is, and a pastor is not it. He's like, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> I was not called to the ministry, mom. This is not this is not my life. Like, Unlike that boy from myself. last week. Unlike that boy, the, the little prophet baby who, oh, who had to lay who hands was, on the spirits. Know, laying hands for Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, from one young, one young, uh, one young baby to another, I want you to check out this this little girl. Look at her her facial expressions and how she moves her arms. So for the audience listeners, there's this little girl. She gotta be probably about three, and you can hear the preacher in the background. And she, she, while he's talking, she's shaking her head from side to side. She lifts up her hand, raises her hand, palm in the air, and then uh, does a little point. You know, so you know the point that the the older saints do when the preacher's uh. preaching good, you shake the head. So this sister is probably about sixty five years old, actually, on the inside. Right. <laughs> This baby has been in church. Oh yes, a good three days a week, every week of her blessed little life. Oh, so cute! But you, it it just reminds you that kids are watching. Oh yeah, and don't forget she got the little purse. She got a little purse on. She too. got the, yeah. and she got a cute little coat. <laughs> she uh, which is why you know this is why the pastor shouldn't be putting up middle fingers because. <laughs> That's not the finger we want this little one to be putting up. She is into it. She's standing on the pew too, mm -hmm. like so she can see. She she got her view, and she's serious. <laughs> and the person is like clearly like hiding, recording her, oh, so she doesn't point. realize she been she being recorded. Uh, I love it. This... That's how little girls are, though. So it's right here, that point right there, it takes me <laughs> out right there. <laughs> that point right there. Oh man, I love it. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. That's precious. I, I got one more uh crazy church moment I want y'all to see. All right, check this out. This. Come on, set the atmosphere for your week. Set the atmosphere for your week. Set the atmosphere for your week. Hallelujah. Come on, praise them in advance. <laughs> So the uh, worship leader is exhorting the crowd. You heard him set the atmosphere, praise him in advance. And then this <laughs> brother or sister, I can't really tell, proceeds to just do a cartwheel across the front of the church. Do two Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> just, just cartwheeling across it for no reason. No reason at all. That... Cartwheels, like Max said, cartwheels for Christ. Yes. I'm not even sure really? why. 
just like uh i'm not sure you were on the show then um we had people in paula white's church doing push-ups Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I this and the one guy was like, you know, doing the bicep curls yeah. in yeah. the back. You know what? Hey, praise him at all times. Um, she has made her body a living sacrifice. Yeah, or they have made their body yeah. a living sacrifice. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Now, look, it is something wrong with it, depending on the age. See that second. Stand up was a little rougher. The second one was like than the first. <laughs> that was a little rougher, you know. And see, the thing is, you know how people I have been in, you know, churches where people start running this stuff, they don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing, and then you know, they so they just quit oh, yeah. with she knew what she was doing, or they knew they what they were doing, and so by the time they got up that second time, they felt every bit of it and was like, you know, this might not be the best idea. Can we can we give this deacon a hand clap of praise? He's he comes by post. and picks up whatever mm-hmm. they dropped. He's on his post. He's doing his job. I love it. This is one of the moments where you you see somebody do stuff like this, and you immediately look at the older <laughs> mothers to see their reaction. You know, the mothers that sit together to see their reaction to see how they uh, respond. Word, word. See, the thing is. Um, this isn't the church. I, I, I think this church is too small to be doing this because I'm like, okay, where do the stairs start? Where are the speakers? I'm thinking about all oh, this is not a good idea. Maybe well, like down back down the middle aisle. Maybe that would be safer across the front like that. Oh, thank the Lord. The good Lord, the brother or sister didn't get hurt. Yeah, all right. They were they're a little windy. Well, at tell. least that yeah, little windy right there. Busy. Like, <laughs> they don't look like a very young um person oh, either. No. So that's gonna be interesting. Um the next you, know, you get that spirit filled adrenaline, you think you could do stuff, and then you find then out. Like, no. Oh no, no. I've never seen anything like that, but again, everybody's unbothered, like this happens all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. No. Yeah. They 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 not even looking. Some of them not even not even completely They're bothered. Yeah. Not the, phased the brother, at all. The brother on the mic. He just he keeps talking to the people. Worship team completely unfazed. If you go to a church like this, please invite me. <laughs> I'd like to see this in person. If you go to a church where Spider Man shows up, then you know what. <laughs> That would get my five-year-old excited about yeah. church. Probably I, a little confused, but excited. Yeah, if Spider-Man goes to your church, let me know. I'll show up. I love superheroes. I want to see this. So, do you have wow. any tea for the people? I don't have any tea because it's the countdown to spring break. So, I'm just trying to, you know, do my part, show up at work until I ain't got to show up at work next week. So I'm just okay. hanging in there. That's all. That's all. I hear you. Keep the faith. Mm-hmm. Keep the faith. I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hang in there. I am wondering um, what's going on with this. I am. Once we jump off here, about to see what he's talking about in the State of the Union. I yeah. did hear. I will say, I did hear that President Biden is planning on running again. President, he is planning on seeking a second term. He does plan to run with Kamala Harris on his ticket. Um, I think this is a very bad idea, folks, because you know how like they used to show those images of like Barack Obama aging in the White House, and like, oh my God, look how much he's aged, and like Michelle Obama looked better every year they were in the White House. This is on like times ten. This dude is like aging in dog years. It's very, he can barely keep his eyes open. It's, it's bad. And I don't want him to look like Uncle Pat, you know, <laughs> in a couple years. I just, I just don't think this is a good idea. They need to send in, you know, reinforcements. So the only, I guess, not to, not to get too political, but the only, I, I probably because, Part of the reason why he ran is because 
the Democratic Party thought he would be the only one that could beat Trump, President Trump. Right. And so I think it's the same. If people think President Trump is going to try to run again, they may still believe that he he would be the only one that could beat him. And they don't think uh, VP Harris could do mm-hmm. so. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't think she can beat Donald Trump. But um, there's there's got to be something else. I'm but it either has to be him or her. Like, you couldn't. I'm, I'm I'm sure. So if he doesn't run, I'm sure someone else from the party is going to run. Right. But it will be tough for the party to to push this other. I mean, I, mm. it's it's all gonna they, they're gonna hash it out in the primaries or so. But I mean, I can't think of the last time a vice president hasn't gotten the um, their party's nomination. Right. A vice president. Right. Extreme times, folks. So call for extreme you. measures. If you're and, thinking about running for president, <laughs> and you would hate for you might it have to a be, shot. Yeah, you would hate for it to be the first time in recent memory where a sitting vice president didn't win the party's nomination. You would hate for that to be when the black female vice president runs. I mean, that's just yeah, that's yeah. everybody knows that can't be a thing. She isn't she isn't gonna be ready. Um, this whole I, I don't know what happened. I I don't know when it got decided that she was supposed to play the super background and almost not even be seen in public anymore. But this isn't, this is set up all wrong. I mean, she, she's going to have just as much credential as anyone else who's going to run. She's probably going to be more credential. We had, we had literally arguably the most credential person ever in Hillary Clinton that ran. Yeah. It's not about credentials. It's about people's, Feelings. People is impression. Public opinion. It's about public opinion. For, they vote for people they like. Yeah. yeah. And people they know, though. I think that she, you know, she did not have a strong um, following. You know, she had to drop out of the yeah. race. So she didn't have a strong following going into this. Okay, fine. You're safe. You're a, a really safe, good bet for vice president. But I mean, you can't. The two years that she has had, nothing's happened to position her better or to address whatever issue she had going into this that caused her to drop out. Well, they got um, about a they got a year to to pump her up. The party, I mean, the party has a year to, or she has a year to really put herself out there and make not not for lack of a better term, make a name for herself because she's already has a, a well known name. But you know. Yeah. Be be more endearing to people. Let me say that. Yes. So and known for something. People have to know. I think that people knew, for better or for worse, her reputation in California. She was known for yeah. doing certain things, right? She had a platform. I don't think that she's seen very much, as much, as a leader. And I don't think they've been able to do a lot of what they set out to do. And now here you have... Yeah, she can't. She can't have a background vice presidency. Unfortunately, she doesn't have that that benefit. It's, exactly. She can't. She can't have like a Dan Quayle, Dick Cheney kind of vice presidency. Yes, exactly. Just, or even for lesser thing, Al Gore. Um, she 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 has to like. She there has to be some kind of big initiative that's attached to her name. Yes, um, and now's the time. She doesn't have that privilege that they had. Now's the time, folks. Yeah. Let's 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 do it because I don't I don't like these prospects. This this president looks very I mean, he visibly looks significantly older. And it can't just be me who thinks that. I mean, good. Um, well, he is significantly older. I mean, he he's in I his mean 80s. from the he's in, he's in his eighties and yeah, I, is... you know, oldest person to ever be president. So we've never seen a person of that age had to take on the stress of of this job yeah. in the middle of a pandemic and now international conflict. So, I mean, like, like he is, it's been a lot of unprecedented things that's happened during his presidency. And, and the fact that you're 80 plus doesn't help. Right. Yeah. Which is one of the unprecedented things. Unprecedented okay. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. That has been this week in politics. There you go. 
<laughs> want to thank all your neighbors for hanging with us tonight. We do this show every Tuesday right here on Facebook and YouTube. Um, thank you for everyone who hung out with us live. And thank you for all your comments and all the love and, and helping make the show great. If you can't watch live, that's okay. I know those of you watching on demand, you watch the State of the Union instead of hanging with us live. But that's okay. We love y'all anyway. Uh, you can watch on demand. Go to turntoneighbor.com for all the different ways you can watch on demand. Or you want to listen to the podcast, links to the podcast there, wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Uh, we appreciate all of y'all who hung with us tonight. Thank you so much for the love. The show's not the same without you. Yes. You got anything else? That's it. All right, neighbors. Until next time, take care and be blessed. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,